sweet sweet Power Rangers. Solos is a sad show. What are you winking? Exploring the human experience. Welcome back to Sci-Fi Cross-Sections, a weekly podcast dedicated to everything science fiction. It's me, your sci-fi boy, Colin Brandon, and with me tonight is... I'm Bill Jarvis. And that's it. That's it. That's Um, the whole thing. That's it. That's the whole whole podcast. Wrap it up, put a little bow on it, put that shit on Spotify, and just chew on it a little bit. (laughs) Chew on Uh, it. All right. Uh, no, tonight we are talking about the new anthology TV series, Solos. Solos was written and uh, we'll say created by, show ran by uh, David Well. Mm-hmm. Uh, other writing credentials go to Tori Sampson and Stacey Osei Kufur. Mm. Uh, the show is starring such uh, known people like. Uh, Morgan Freeman, Anne Hathaway, Anthony Mackie, Helen mm. Mirren, Uze Aduba, Constance Wu, Nicole Behari, and Dan Stevens as Otto. The casting was insane in this. It was... Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah. It was just like but, Morgan Freeman, I don't know, Anne Hathaway, you know, Anthony Mackie, like everybody was there. And Helen but Mirren. You know, like, that's that's where the budget went. The budget was getting Morgan Freeman, Anne Hathaway, Helen Mirren. Yeah. Um, the, we'll even throw Anthony Mackie in there. Probably paid him a little bit, too. Yeah. Well, I mean, basically every scene was a monologue. I mean, that's basically what it was. It was just a bunch of monologues. It was, it was impressive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like this is going to be one of those things that people are going to, like, take from a random acting book, and then they're just going to perform it for their acting class. Like, I feel like all of these are fantastic for that. Um. Also, just going to throw it up there because there's not a whole lot of them, but uh, it was directed by uh, David Well, Tori Sampson, Stacey Osei, Kafu. No, I'm reading that wrong. Sorry. David Well, Sam Taylor Johnson. Zach Braff. Uh, Zach Braff and Tiffany Johnson. I know after the first episode when I saw Zach Braff, I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What? That's my scrubs bay. What is that? What? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it when sitcom guys become uh, directors. Yeah. Uh, well, is this the same? It's like the same thing with John uh, Krasansky <laughs> becoming a director. Mm-hmm. It's funny. Yeah, uh, I was okay. Say the same idea. Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, so uh, before we get too far into it, Bill, mm-hmm. uh, can you tell me what this is about? Oh, how unexpected! Thank you for asking. I'm glad you asked. Seven unique character-driven stories, each character will set off on a thrilling adventure in an uncertain future, and they'll come to reckon that even during our most isolated moments, we are all connected through the human experience. 
It's Solos. Solos. Yes. 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 Solos. Yes. Well. And I feel like I feel like each scene is so diverse that that's as like comprehensive as you can get. It gets kind of generic. Yeah. I saw it. I saw an even better, like shorter one. Not better. An even shorter one. Yeah. (laughs) It was the the premise of Wikipedia. This series ponders what it means to be human, arguing that we are connected to others through shared experiences, even in our most isolated moments. Damn it, Colin. <laughs> like you can't. Well, no, no. I, I, well, you should have. You should have shared with the class. <laughs> Isn't it, I, I love how. I love how simple that is, and yet that is literally so the entire series. So like, good. I mean, that's sci-fi in general. Fantastic. Oh yes. Well, as soon as I kind of read. I didn't look up what the episodes were. I just looked at that premise was the series ponders what it means to be human. I was like, yep. sign me up. There we I'm go. In. There we <laughs> go. That's on my litmus test for sure. Got it. Yeah, no, and I, I was going to say, so, yeah, I mean, all of this, and it's very bingeable. I think that we both agreed on that is that you could just like, like I, I just accidentally watched the entire thing because, I mean, they're only, what, 20 to 30 minute episodes. And so, and there's yeah, only seven. I, so, I mean, it's like I super easy. I don't often find myself like in front of the TV mm. uh, or even a screen, a screen where I'm in, they have the chance to like binge seven episodes like that. Yeah. But I was so tempted to, but I was like, I, I want to put this between two days. I, I don't want to do it in one day. I think I, um, I think I, there, I think I did that as well, just out of necessity, but it was, it was definitely something that I immediately hopped to as soon as I had an opportunity again. I was like, okay, we're watching this right. again. I mean, I did notice that Marky Barky, who couldn't be here tonight, uh, the only reason he's not here is because he didn't finish the series. He said, it was too sad for me to binge watch, yeah. which I totally get. I get I get where that's at. I really do. Especially, I mean, if, if, you're, if your life is pretty sad, I get it. You know, it's like, okay, okay, I get it. I get it. And then I mean, Mark, Mark has a lot of feelings. No, I mean, yeah, everybody has feelings. He I, has I guess a lot of them. You got an extra I closed mine off well enough that I can I can get through this. I haven't felt um, something in thirty years. So, I, so on the whole, I, I didn't quite know what I was getting into when I put on the first episode with Leia. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the Zach Braff directed one with um, the the always wonderful Anne Hathaway. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, she's one of those actresses that started out as like that, you know, somewhere in her teens. What, was, she, just grew, was she in Princess Diaries or something like that? She had Princess Diaries, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she just grew into being like this, uh, I don't know what you call it, but. Yeah. I mean, I mean, this, like. A, this great, just great, great actor. You know, I, some of the things that I love that she's done, uh, I don't know if you ever saw it. A lot of people kind of pan it a little bit, but the uh, Lame Is, mm-hmm. she was awesome in Lame Is. That's probably one of my favorite roles of hers. Well, she, I mean, it's like the quality that you want in any actor is that they're authentic. So, I mean, she always seems to bring authenticity to her roles, no matter what. Yeah, I would say so. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, um, th- that episode was really interesting to talk about time travel. But anyway, sorry. Oh, I, I, well, so here's the thing. Whenever you get on the, the topic of time travel in science fiction, I tend to kind of roll my eyes, especially when it's like they start referencing time travel mm-hmm. um movies mm-hmm. and i thought it was pretty neat where um she's like oh yeah it's always dudes doing time travel it's never women and then uh, i love that future and hathaway starts naming all the like what about 13 going on 30s where <laughs> yeah well starts naming all the ones where women are the centerpiece of the time travel story yeah 
And uh, <laughs> yeah, that, but, I mean, that's, uh, no, I, yeah, that's funny. I like she was trying to do uh, whatever it's called the belt chick uh, analysis on it. It's like, no, 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 there's plenty of movies out there. So <laughs> yeah, no, and I, I thought it was really funny. The relationship that, you know, she sort of had with her past self and her future self and how like, how, you know, you'd think that meeting yourself, you'd be friends, but, you know, you're just your greatest anta- antagonist at, a, at many points. Right. No, I definitely get that. I like that middle of the road and Hathaway was the voice of reason at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's kind of interesting, I guess. Kind of yeah. interesting to look at that you would assume that your oldest version of yourself is going to be the wisest the one that is going to make the most clear-headed decision. But that wasn't the case here. I thought that was a really interesting take on, um, on like, I don't know, time travel or what a human expect can expect out of their life. I don't know. Yeah. And I think that's, that's a big thing is that like, um, I mean, a big point in it is that, you know, I feel like the future, the, you know, the past, the past Leah or Leah, whatever Leah, was um you know hopeful had you know just bright she you know she saw everything was bright she, this is just a cool physics project that she had and you know she got this huge funding and it was a huge opportunity for her and then middle is in the middle of the struggle is in the middle of the difficulty and she's turned this huge interesting opportunity into an obsession to save well to get get away from her problem to escape the problem and you know future future one just wanted to keep what she had you know she just wanted to be like well it sucked that all that happened but you know i'm i get uh you know i get this great life where i have nobel prize and all that stuff so yeah and she's she's rich she's famous Mm -hmm. uh gets all the validation she's ever wanted and mom is gone yeah so yeah and I, i think that's and i feel like that's kind of like uh you know sort of a representation of the choices that we make throughout life is that sometimes we pick career over family and sometimes we, you know, pick family over career. And then, you know, either way too much is self-destructive. And I feel like that's kind of like a point they were trying to make. Yeah. Um, that's actually definitely comes back up uh, a few times uh, throughout the, uh, throughout the, the series. So if we go to episode two, mm-hmm. which for me, that one tugged, I thought that would tug on the heartstrings. I thought that was very good. So we've noticed several times on this podcast that Anthony Mackie, I'm not going to say phones it in because I never, I would never say he phones it in, but I think he surrounds himself with bad sci-fi. Mm-hmm. You know, in between the Marvel roles, I think he, he does. That's his, I think that's his go-to is sci-fi now. It's just what he's going to be stuck in. Um, but I, I think he, he surrounds himself with bad sci-fi. It's either poorly written, poorly made. Uh, the actors around him just aren't pulling their end. Uh, so it kind of, I find I don't like a lot of Anthony Mackie sci-fi movies. This is the first time I've seen Anthony Mackie outside of his role as, you know, the Falcon mm-hmm. or the Winter Soldier. Um where I, not the Winter Soldier, yeah, he's uh, the Captain Falcon, America yeah. now. Um, where I, I literally was like, this is good. This is good good anthony mackie it's it's literally just him and himself talking for like 20 20 30 minutes yeah 
And the part where he was crying, I was like, oh my God, I'm almost going to cry. Damn, Anthony yeah. Mackie. Yeah, I mean. And it's this man who knows he's going to die. And he's not sad that he's going to lose what he. He's not sad that he's going to die. He's sad that he's not going to have his wife and kids anymore, which I thought that was just pretty strong. Yeah. Because it starts out with him playing as like this this dickhead. And it yeah. really points out what they, he's rating on an asshole, asshole scale or something like that. It's a seven. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, I mean, it's it's funny because it's like, like we said with Anthony Mackie, sometimes it feels like it's not really, I would say authentic, you know, in a lot of ways is that like, it's just not the right fit. You know, sometimes it's like he's not able to show because he doesn't have the opportunity to show in these roles. And so it's like, so, you know, he, you know, he's obviously a great actor and he does a good job um he just keeps getting himself into situations that don't allow him to show that and um and i feel like this really really did because it was kind of funny because at the beginning he's like he's got that like you know asshole character that he plays a lot you know the sort of like you know sort of disinterested you know um not disengaged sort of you know jerk and like that seems to be like the role that we don't like him in that he gets a lot and so it's like he was playing that role at the beginning and then it turned into something super authentic which is what the character did he was putting on a strong shell and he was just like this guy isn't even anything like me he want want my 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 my, i want my money back and um and then he kind of he kind of sheds that, and he like gets authentic and he real, and he you know just like just gives the sort of dad bot or whatever something authentic to work with, which is dad 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 two dad two. I'm or sorry, it, dad two. Is it dad two or second dad or something like that? Dad two. I think yeah, that's what Peg in the next episode says. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, and it's it's very interesting to see him sort of like expressing in and emoting in the ways that he does he is you know you never see anthony mackie doing that you know like falcon falcon you know cool character it's not a character exploration you know it's like it's it's marvel it's just it is what it is and like i feel he's in marvel and he's also yeah yeah in captain the falcon and the winter soldier he was an avenue to explore a really awesome topic Mm -hmm. or not an awesome topic, but a really important topic. However, it was still a Marvel superhero show. And as much as I do love them, because I do love them, um, it's just not the right avenue. I would say, well, this is a walk down with these kind of things. Well, this is like a, this, I mean, like any good sci-fi show or medium is that like, this is a great drama within a sci-fi, you know, setting. So it's like, this is like, you know, his monologue is really like sort of a monologue that you could place into any, you know, dramatic stage play, dramatic, you know, film, and it would, you know, have the same effect. And it's just that in that performance that he gave with the, you know, with the decent writing kind of like just delivered this punch to the gut that, you know that I'm sure I'm sure hit Mark pretty hard. You know, it's like one of those things where he was just where, you know, that 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 was a powerful punch to the gut in in, you know, just the second episode. So yeah. Yeah, I did I liked the first episode. I did. I thought it was cool. Yeah. Um uh, but then you get to the second episode. That was it, it just switched gears on me pretty pretty intensely. I thought it was really good. 
I enjoyed it from start to finish. I, I thought it was a good episode. Um, and it's definitely one of those things of a lot of this. I think the the kind of the crux of the show is to appreciate what you have and who you have in the time that you have with them. And this one, I think, really hits that nail on the head. And other episodes do as well. But this one really hits it on the head. Um, but I also enjoyed the third episode with Helen Mirren. Uh, mm-hmm. A little bit different change of pace. Uh, again, it's Helen Mirren. She's talking to a robot, but it's just her reflecting on her life the entire time. Um. And that's when you start to realize that there's connections between these stories. Um, Because I didn't notice it in the first or second, obviously. But for the third one, when she's referencing some of the stuff that Anthony Mackie was saying, she's Peg. She is the adoptive daughter um, of Anthony Mackie's character. The way that he was describing her as this strong-headed, kind of independent woman who's going to take the world by storm. She's just like him and everything. You don't see that in Helen Mirren's character. Yeah. And I really thought, well, in my, what I thought in my opinion was that it was the death of Anthony Mackie and the mom changed her. She's now afraid. She's afraid to lose people again. That's why she didn't get close to her boy crush that she loved when she was younger. Because she doesn't want to lose anyone ever again. It's that and also like not taking risks or, you know, refusing to be a burden to anybody as well. Like those were the biggest yeah. things. She just apologized for existing. You know, she was yeah. just like, you know, every every five seconds she was just like, oh, I hate being a bother. I hate being a bother. I hate being a bother. And it's like one of those things where, you know, she realized that because she, you know, was such a bother, she got to the end of her life in you know in the space capsule and she got to the end of her life and realized wait i could do things differently i could just do things differently now and i could you know take charge and i could do these things okay turn the ship around and uh, not gonna happen (laughs) you know and it's like you know they left that kind of open-ended at the end but really really it's just like that's not gonna happen (laughs) no it's not gonna happen um and that's another it's it's another like cautionary tale of don't waste the time that you have mm-hmm. live in the now live in the moment and take yeah within reason take what you want live your best life take those risks um but i also kind of enjoyed the the uh the idea that it's, it's not too late okay you regret not doing something go do it yeah yeah it's, you're not like locked in like, you know, look at our parents' generation. Mm-hmm. They always looked at the 20s, their, their 20s as the, the best time of their life when it's mm-hmm. like, well, no, that's not the case. We're in our 30s now. And honestly, I feel like I got my whole future ahead of me. There's a ton of shit that I get to go do. Yeah. It's kind of exciting. Um, well, and, and you also go through these huge changes, you know, throughout your 20s. It's kind of a time of flux and like you sort of like get an idea, a groove eventually and you learn to let go of things that you thought you would never let go of, you know? And I feel like that's a huge thing that I think everybody goes through at some point is that like you learn to let go of the things that you thought were helping you, but in the end they were just making you miserable or, or making, holding you back, that sort of thing. But I mean, uh, so another one, another, a film that reminded me of this is about time uh, with Domino Gleason which is like a rom it's like a rom-com but it's like it has a uh uh time travel aspect to it where the guy can go to you know go back in time 
in his life and then he can relive and go back and relive. And it was really interesting to see, you know, the difference that knowing knowing what he experienced before in his life and then going back, he kind of like, it kind of expressed like, maybe you should live your life like you're living through it the second time and that you can take these moments and appreciate them rather than, uh, rather than just taking the safe route. So, you know, it's like, it's the same idea as like, don't, don't live a life that you will eventually regret because you didn't take any risks. You know, there are risks that you can take that, you know, you think will destroy your life, but honestly, most things never turn out that bad. So maybe you should do the thing that you th do the things that you would regret not doing because that's worse than that's sometimes in many ways worse than looking back and regretting a decision you did make. You know, at least you made a decision, but to like say that I passed up on things is kind of like, it's just like, oh, well, I never had gave myself a chance. Right. No, it's again, I mean, we're only three episodes into the series at this point and it, um, there's so many life lessons to learn pretty quickly here. Um, pretty quickly here. Uh, all right. I don't. <laughs> I don't want to go episode by episode with this. Was there anything else that you wanted to uh, yeah. to bring up in the next couple episodes that for you were pretty? Yeah. I mean, I feel like the one that was kind of like, <clears throat> you know, the quarantine one that was her going crazy. That actress, by the way, I, I what is her name? One moment. Uh, Uza, Uzo aduba sorry that was horrible but yes that's as sasha the woman who lived in our smart home for 20 years um she has been phenomenal in that just phenomenal like it was just like like breakneck speed between these ideas and like i thought that was really cool really inspired by covid um so that kind of like stuck out because of obviously it's topical and i think that was kind of like a whole thing in the entire series is kind of like oh, living yeah. and coming out of COVID, you know, before life, oh, before definitely. life, during life, after. Definitely. Yeah. Um, there's no way you can get to this series without it realizing that a lot of this has to do with COVID, um, which is amazing. A lot of stuff that came out of COVID is obviously bad, but I think the, the time that people had to reflect, mm -hmm. honestly, I think was pretty, pretty good. Um, and yeah. this show kind of shows that, um, I thought it was great. I, I thought it was a great episode. Uh, did mm -hmm. you notice who the uh, computer was? No. Who was it? It's Jack Quaid. Oh, okay. Well, who's that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jack Quaid is from the it's boys, like a, the TV show. Here. And then he also does the voice in star Trek lower decks. He's a uh, main character. Okay. Yeah. I see him now. Okay. Gotcha. Dennis Quaid. Yeah, that's, that's Dennis Quaid's son. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I, I could tell with his voice right away though. He's, he's got a very pronounced voice now. Hmm. Um, yeah, I thought, uh, I thought it was a good episode. I, I kind of liked that whole, um, but I mean, at the end of the day, she absolutely refused to, to still leave, which was interesting. I'm sorry. It's really hard for me to talk about this without going up. Yeah. <laughs> Without what? But without going episode by episode. <laughs> I know, I, I know. Like, I like jumped to one to the other. Um, but yeah, no, I think that I don't think that I had a ton to think about with that. I feel like maybe there's some sort of like closing yourself off to new information because you don't trust it and the you know follies of that. So maybe that's something there, but yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and then let's see here. Uh, so the one about the um, vehicular manslaughter, uh, Jenny, that one yeah. was interesting to watch. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like an unbalanced person, you know, talking about their life up to this point and then realizing that they are a monster is interesting, to say the least. I thought it was interesting. Maybe it was like one of those things where I don't know. I don't know, you know, because it's like, what was what was the story there? What was the idea? What was the hypothesis or the uh, what is it? The. uh thesis there what was the thesis there you know I'm, I'm just trying to think about that don't drink and drive <laughs> <laughs> no i don't think that's quite it it's good advice maybe, i mean it's good maybe, advice well, okay, it is but maybe maybe it's just uh, an invitation to people to kind of just be more introspective more often in their life um oh fuck what is the term um metacognition mm-hmm. think about thinking uh, Thinking about thinking, but I, I think it's really important for people to every so often kind of just stop and assess where you're at in life, which I think people do all the time. Yeah. Um, but not just like what you've done and what you can do, but kind of like the way that you've, the way that you've acted and the way that you've affected other people's lives, the way that you've influenced other people. Like, I think it's really important to do that every so often. Um you know, in education, with uh, the way you approach metacognition is you you teach students how to monitor their learning. Mm-hmm. Now they become better learners, but I think we should have everybody do that, carry that on to how they've been living and how they influence it. Like I think that's that would be maybe I would say the 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 crux of that episode. Maybe I don't know. I like that vein because I have like that's so interesting to me because. You know, that's something that I've always been interested in is the, you know, idea of monitoring yourself is a very human thing that, you know, sort of like other, you know, we have no real evidence for it in other creatures, you know, some maybe simply because of language. But, you know, they say, you know, language is a huge part of it because language is one part of your brain, a very specific couple places in your brain and so you're able that part of the brain is able to observe the rest of the brain in a way so linguistics is a big part of cognition and metacognition and so it's very interesting to you know sort of see you know to sort of you have the opportunity in you to reroute your thinking you have the opportunity to um Figure out your cognitive biases and well, question without yourself. the language, without the language, it's just feelings, though, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, th- there's that. I mean, but you have feelings about your feelings. I mean, that's. I mean, that's interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> it's interesting, but it gets muddled. Whereas you know, ling- whereas the language center of your brain is so centri- centralized, and it mm-hmm. also it's also on the left side of your brain, which is more serial, more one thing after another, organizational. So it's like right. you're able to put things in boxes. The analysis of your mind. So right. it's like you know you can put anxiety in one box and anger in another box and. Sadness and other boxes. And it's like, <clears throat> so it's like, you know, things like, uh, I mean, we have time to talk about it. Cognitive behavioral therapy is interesting. It's a fascinating, fascinating technique that people use to uh, modify their cognition. Um, 
So like CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, very, very simple, boil down just a couple minutes is you basically take and observe how you're thinking and the conclusions that you come to and you accept them. And then you, as like a scientist, you test them and you say, okay, so am I thinking in an all or nothing pattern? Am I thinking of things in an I'm the center of the universe pattern? Am I thinking of things in a um, catastrophizing pattern? You know, like making things a catastrophe all the time. You know, like, am I thinking like just because I walk into a room and everybody stops talking, are they talking about me? You know, it's like, is that necessarily true? Have I noticed that about other people? You know, it's like very rarely. So, you know, you start to understand that maybe your brain is not is taking the route that it's used to taking. And so you start to work on new what we say, new neural pathways, because the path that you've walked will be the easiest to walk down. And what is that's that's creating new synapses is that's the term uh yeah synapses so you're not you know you don't create new brain cells you just create the connections between brain cells so but that they they're weak and it's a it's a exercise because creating new synapses is like and like it's like i said it's like when you're you know you have a, a field of incredibly tall grass very tall grass you know six foot tall whatever and you have one path that you've always taken and that path has already been stamped down that's it's already reinforced in your brain it's already reinforced now in order for you to take a different path that may be better it's hard you have to start working on going that way and you have to push 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 yourself to go that way in order for you to be a more rational thinker because if you're default to irrational thinking fear and like and anxiety and isolation then you're always going to go down that path unless you make a concerted effort to take a different path which is what cognitive behavioral therapy is is changing your brain synapses to turn into something else by taking yourself into a pathway that makes sense you have to trick yourself you have to trick yourself but in a logical way so it's not a trick Really, your brain is tricking you to be irrational, but you have to correct it to the correct path, to the rational path, rather than the irrational. So it's like it's 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 intense. Obviously, I've been through cognitive behavioral therapy before uh, in order to, you know, deal with anxiety and depression. And it, it, it does wonders. And it's you know, I can't I can't say enough about it, but. You know, I feel like that's in terms of metacognition and, you know, her talking about how she processed and thought about things and then uh, her, you know, sort of saying, having the realization that it was very, very flawed the way that she was interpreting situations, you know, the, you know, obsession, the, you know, inappropriate behavior and the, you know, uh, bonds that she created with people that she should not have created with. And then also the way she dealt with that, you know, she, you know, drank and got drunk and, and, you know, drunk driving and killed one of the things that she loved and supported her in her life and literally killed a child. So, yeah. And then at the end, you find out it's an interrogation process of her reliving that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, okay. Well, what about uh, Nira? Near it was that uh, near future fertility treatment. Um, yeah, <laughs> that one is interesting. 
so what okay what's your take on this because basically she takes these you know this sort of uh fertility treatment medication and there's very specific ways that she has to do it and you know she gives birth to a child but the child grows the child matures and grows incredibly fast and i'm wondering like what what do you think what 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 happened there what do you think what is what is the what is the um i i don't know if that's like every moment is precious don't waste the time you have with them because they're gonna grow up so i don't know (laughs) i really don't know i mean not even that i mean like is it just like you know was it like was it to hurry along a healthy pregnancy and then if it's too much then you've created a monster and you have to destroy the monster as soon as possible like given what the um the themes are in this this anthology mm -hmm. i think that's a weird uh approach to take yeah you no know. well well no i mean like but like oh no i i you know i'm not even talking about the meaning i'm just trying to figure out what the hell happened here this one was the weirdest episode for me i was like oh, i was just trying to figure out what the hell happened like yeah, she so she gave birth to basically an abomination that's what yeah. the idea was but it was her abomination and it was her child that would be left in the trash like yeah. she was when she was a child yeah, yeah yeah this one i didn't quite care for as much yeah i mean it's like I'll say that well it's like it's like one of those things where it's almost like having a congenital defect you know is like part of sort of you know the love of a child even though your child might not be typical you still love them and you still take care of them and you still live your life, you know, just because you're, you know, just because you would be considered trash to one person doesn't mean that you're a treasure to another. And so it's like, you know, appreciating that, you know, uh, love for somebody can be sort of uh, strange, but love nonetheless. I don't know. Yeah. That's probably not it, but that's what I got. <laughs> Fuck it. You know, <laughs> Leave it up to your own interpretation. Unless we can nail down Tiffany and Stacy and ask them, oh, what was this one about? You know, I'm not really going to dig too far into it. Carol! 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 Carol. Tiffany! Right, well, I guess that, that leaves us with uh, episode seven, Stuart. It kind of brings everything to a head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I thought this one was quite interesting. This one was very sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so you get Morgan Freeman as this old man suffering from dementia. Mm. Um, and you have Otto, who uh, is this healthcare worker who provides him with a a means to cure his dementia, kind of give him back his his cognitive abilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it it turns it, it flips a switch because it's kind of cool to see he, like everything's returning to him. He's getting mm-hmm. up, he's dancing, he's doing all the things that he hasn't been able to do in a long time because he's been trapped in his own head. Which good God does. Alzheimer and dementia terrify me, but mm-hmm. um, he's getting it all back and he's expressing himself and he's having a good time. And then you kind of slowly start to realize that Otto has a uh, another agenda here. Mm-hmm. And that uh, and I love he said was <laughs> false. Yeah, and and through the through the conversation, you kind of figure out that uh, Stuart Morgan Freeman's character uh, was like a, a memory junkie. He would steal other people's memories 
And it's, it's kind of a weird concept and you're going through and you're like, ah, this is really weird. This is odd. Uh, interesting, but odd. Uh, and then like you kind of get to that point at the end with uh, Morgan Freeman's character saying how um, it's because his son died and he felt like he was a bad father and he wanted to steal other people's memories so he can kind of feel like how his son felt, I guess. Mm. That make any sense? Yeah, I mean, wasn't that the the crux of it? Is he wanted to imagine that the feelings that these people had for their parents is what his son had for him? Yeah, I mean, the way the way they sort of presented it was kind of weird, because basically they were just trying to say that, and this is something I've been guilty of, and I felt a lot of guilt about, is like um, a parent, you know, when you were scrolling through Facebook or scrolling through Instagram or. Or, you know, doing something on your phone or, you know, a video game or something like that. And then, you know, you look up and you see your child begging for your attention and you're like, oh, shit, what did I just miss? What did I just miss in his life? You know, it's like and it's like I missed a moment there and I can't get it back. And it's like that's a really real thing that I think most parents my age around like the late 20s, early 30s right now. Because we are children of technology now, we, you know, we use it in our daily lives. And, you know, Morgan Freeman talked about his precious screens, which is a funny way of doing it. But, you know, it's interesting nonetheless, the way he he states it, Um, you know, and just like, you know, not making memories, not creating memories, doing things that, you know, release your dopamine today, but you're not creating any lasting memories with your children. You know, and it's like sort of like a cautionary tale about that. Like all of this could go away. Yeah. And I love that he has the memories of all of the the people throughout this show. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was kind of interesting. He has Anthony Mackie's. Uh, you could definitely tell. I think he has Pegs for sure. All, I think it's wonderful. I think it's awesome that they kind of tied it all together like that in a weird, sick way. Um but so for me, I think the crux of the story is just appreciate the time you have with people. Mm-hmm. Um, don't be afraid to do things. Obviously, is there, but just appreciate the time you have with people. And it's not about what you've done or what you didn't do, as much as it's about who you did it with, or oops, sorry, or who you didn't do it with. You know, mm. um, just appreciate the life that you have. And kind of build off that. I think that's kind of the whole thing in a nutshell here. And also also to realize that every our entire lives as we know it are just a series of memories. You know, we're just we're just all the memories that we we remember at the end of our lives. And that's about it. Yeah. You know, it's like that's that's all life is. It's just a series of memories playing out in order. And it's like, and you know, when you, when you reach the end of your life, hopefully, you know, in your deathbed surrounded by loved ones, all you have at that point are your loved ones and memories and that's it. And then you pass away. And so it's like interesting to think about that and, you know, to consider that in your daily life, which is something I've considered before is that like, you know, that's sort of a, a motto that I've had before is like, is this going to matter on my deathbed? You know, is this going to matter when I'm, you know, surrounded by my loved ones and I'm remembering it? Is this going to be what I remember? Am I going to remember, you know, making X amount of money or am I going to remember, you know, you know, my kid seeing me and wrapping his 
arms around my neck, you know, like, and, and, you know, yelling daddy, you know, that's what I'm going to remember. I'm not going to remember the big paycheck. I'm going to remember that kid. And it's like, so it's like, you know, you, you weigh things out. Obviously you have to survive. Obviously you do have to do what you got to do. But like at the end of the day, if you have a choice between two important choices, go with the memory, you know, because that's all you're going to have in the end. Yeah, definitely. Um, so like my, my small time goals, uh, I don't, I don't do giant goals. I do small goals once I can achieve and I guess in the way create a memory. Um, it's also really healthy to have small goals and just achieve them here and there. Um, I think at least, uh, my, my, like in the future, like I want to travel, I want to go see things I've always wanted to see. I want to go like new cities, new experiences, new countries, and this show just kind of like cemented that for me. But don't do it alone. Go with someone. You know, make it a memorable shared experience. Yeah, with someone else. And it's like, oh, and so that's, and that's that's in, that's very powerful that it sort of had that effect on you. Yeah, I. Luckily, I'm in a job that affords me the time to go do that at certain times of the year. So I yeah. plan to make the most. I didn't make the most of it this past year. Mm-hmm. I really didn't. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to do that next year, 100%. Get a credit card that gives you airline miles. There you go. That's that's all, it's, it's all part of the plan, man. <laughs> Got it. And then just immediately pay it off and put your groceries and put your car payment or whatever on that card. And then rack up those airline miles. And then you can start creating and, uh, memories. And we're off to the Bahamas. And babies. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And what? Nothing. Oh, no, I won't. <laughs> No procreation no, here. Them. <laughs> no, sir. No, sir. That's not allowed here. Okay. Um, cool. All right. I think we did it, Bill. Yeah, that was good. I like that. I, and it was a good I, series. I, I I, if you haven't watched it and you listen to the end here, I think it's still worth walking. Is I think it's still worth oh, going absolutely. through. Like, this is not a thing that relies upon like that, that crazy spoiler or anything. You could know exactly what this is, watch it and still uh, just get floored by the performances, by the writing. Uh, I thought it was kind of weird. A lot of critics were not like terribly kind to this. Mm -hmm. They kind of thought it was a bit like, "Mm, okay, whatever feelings, but it's like, well, no, I think there's an important message here. I think everyone can relate to it in one way or another. Uh, So fuck those critics. Well, I mean, and and I mean, we don't usually cite Rotten Tomatoes, but it's got, the critics gave it is a rating of 47% overall. Yeah. They can <laughs> fuck the fuck off with their college degree and saying something's good or bad. Like, I don't give a fuck. Well, and, and it's also like, yeah, I think generally the reception was bad, but I feel like as just a person going through this and watching it, it's better than the trash elsewhere it is way better. And it's going to make you think about way better things than yeah. any other sort of media. And I think it's, it's, gonna, it's worth having the deep, you know, just sort of that deep thought and having a, a jumping off point for you to think about. It, it's going to make you think and hopefully, and I have a feeling it will, I think it'll make you a better person. Watching solos will make you a better person or at the very least make you want to be a better person. So, um, or appreciate Anthony that's, Mackie that's, as a, as an actor, uh, any of those. That's my, 
Yeah, <laughs> it'll make you appreciate Anthony Mackie. <laughs> Sorry, Anthony Mackie, if you ever listen to this podcast, we love you. We really do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just some of the things you do are not good. It's not your and fault. You know what? I, some of the things I do were not good, and I did yeah, it for some, money. I, you know? Hey, I go to work sometimes, <laughs> and I leave at the end of the day, and I go... I was not good today at my job. <laughs> Sometimes um, I just get off and I'm like, we're going to try again tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, let's go a fresh start tomorrow. It'll be better. Um, uh, but no. Okay. Uh, real quick, Bill, what'd you think? Was it good sci-fi or bad sci-fi? I already know your answer. I, it honey. was good sci-fi. Um, it made me think a lot and made me ask a lot of questions. And um, yeah, and it had elements of futurism without being overwhelming while still being authentic and human. You know, I, th- I feel like that was a big aspect yes. that, you know, we didn't cover. It's just like, but it's obviously there is that like, it's not overwhelmingly futuristic, but it's also at the same time, very, very authentic and human. So yeah, good sci-fi. I think it was, I think it was near future and near future is always easier for people to bite off. Well, it's also like, like Black always Mirror. Easier. Yeah. Like Black Mirror has yeah, that effect. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. And honestly, this is 100% just someone's take on a Black Mirror type get up but it's 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 very much more focusing on the human rather than the sort of like horrible situation the technology <laughs> yeah yeah no definitely it's 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 focusing more on the what it means to be human aspect mm-hmm. but yes i wouldn't be surprised if there was a solos to greenlit somewhere down the road i don't know if they planned it but we'll see uh okay uh for me i thought also it was good sci-fi mm-hmm. i thought it was well done uh i I don't know if I want to see more. I think they kind of just hit this nail on the head. I don't think Solos 2 needs to come out anytime uh, in the near future. Maybe like 10 years down the road when, you know, people just kind of need a reminder. Fuck it. I don't know. Well, I feel um, like I feel like you could have another sort of mini, mini series or or film inspired by it. I don't think that you necessarily have to continue the same story, though. No, no. Like th- these stories are done. But yeah. I, just, I don't think you need to keep revisiting this topic frequently. Mm-hmm. Every so often, maybe. Okay, well, folks, there you have it. That is our take on solos. Um, I'm glad that we watched it. Uh, just to give you a quick rundown on what to look forward to in the next few weeks here. It's the big one next week, isn't it? Is yeah, it? next week's the big boy. Yeah. So don't look for... Oh, wait, no, this episode, the episode will come out on the right time. We're just recording it a lot later in the week because we are going to see the movie Dune. Mm-hmm. Finally! Finally, it'll be we're good. See Dune. So we're actually gr- we're actually gonna see it on Thursday, but we're going to record it and then release it on Friday or attempt to. Oh, that's right. It's coming out. It's coming out uh, a week, a day late. Yeah. Okay. So we'll be a day yeah. late because the movie will not exist on the morning of the. Th- well, <laughs> the release of it won't be there on the morning of the thir- of Thursday. So right, right. We didn't get a pirated copy because we're good. We're good people. I'm good boy. Um, and then after that, we got our spooktacular episode uh, on the 26th. We're going to be doing, not the 26th, I'm sorry, the, the 28th, we'll be doing our Pandorum mm-hmm. episode, which, whatever, it's going to be a spoopy sci fi so thriller. Spoopy. So I'll enjoy that. And then after that, we have Lower Decks. Yeah. So. Yep. Sounds good. I, um, I'm all about uh, it. Uh, Lower Decks, that's going to be interesting. I think I watched the first episode. I got to continue watching that. Well, the new season of lower decks like yeah and the entire series yeah so i've got to get started you, on that once you on the the first you were on the first season episode we did i think pretty sure you were man it's been a while i guess it didn't really have an yeah. impact yeah so i did watch season <laughs> one i guess um <laughs> yeah but if you don't want to be on you don't have to be on it i don't care all right anyways uh all right folks 
that's all we have time for. So thank you. And until next time.